Welcome to Building a Praying Church in partnership with the Bridge Church in Portage, Michigan and the Woodworker and Wife podcast. We are hosting a podcast series about prayer with the intention of helping to build a culture of prayer in the home, church, and community. Your hosts are Dan and Bethany Myers. Dan is currently serving as a prayer and kingdom culture intern at the Bridge this fall and owns DSM Woodwork, a custom cabinet and furniture shop in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Bethany is a stay-at-home mom, homeschooler, and a leader in the women's ministry and mom group at The Bridge. We've been married for over eight and a half years and have three daughters and one son. We reside in Vicksburg, Michigan. Hello, Dan and Bethany here. In this exciting podcast series, we are considering the power of prayer and how to pray as Christians. In our first two episodes, we defined prayer and identified who God is. In today's episode, we'll dive into more of who God is by examining his character and attributes. Let's dive in. Besides documenting from scripture and other books on prayer, one of my resources during my episode preparation has been Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. I remember being led through a few portions of the first edition in my earlier years as a Christian, and it was helpful in answering some questions and helping me understand topics I was struggling with. This past Christmas, Bethany purchased the newly released second edition, and as a former academic, I was very appreciative and maybe a little excited excited and geeked out. <laughs> I share this because we're starting off with a quote from Systematic Theology. Grudem writes, Prayer is not made so that God can find out what you need. In Matthew 6, verses 7 and 8, Jesus is speaking to his disciples during the Sermon on the Mount, and is about to introduce us to what we know as the Lord's Prayer. Jesus instructs us, saying, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Here, God is all-knowing. He, he is omniscient. He is omnipotent, or all-powerful. He is everywhere and in everything. Psalms 139 illustrates these attributes well. O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say, even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the rings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to come to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my, in my mother's womb. <laughs> Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born, 
Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. How sweet is that passage from David. God our Father knows us. He breathed life into us. His works are wonderful. His thoughts are precious. He is vast beyond all measure. He has existed for all eternity. He is unchanging. He is omnipresent or everywhere present. It is important to recognize that of the innumerable character traits of God that we can identify through scripture, each trait is not just a part of who God is. Each attribute characterizes the entire being of God. Take, for example, Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilt, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Take the following attributes of God that you may have heard in church. Love, holiness, blessedness, wrath, justice, wisdom, omnipresence, omnipotence, omniscience, knowledge, jealousy, mercy, truthfulness, and graciousness. These traits are not a collection of attributes that add up to God, and they are not additions to his real being. They represent his whole and entire being. God is entirely loving, entirely merciful, entirely just, entirely wise, entirely gracious. Is this blown your mind yet? How can he be all of these things entirely without fail, without contradiction at the same time? Because he's God. And remember, as humans, even though we are made in his image, we are simply unable to fully know every part of him. Yet, without fail, we still praise him and thank him for his whole being. For God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God's word tells us as much in the book of Revelation. In chapter 1, verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Still in Revelation, as John describes his prophecy of the throne, the four living creatures never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him and worship him, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelation 4, 8b-11 through 11. So I want to end in prayer for this episode. Dear God, thank you for who you are. You are all-knowing, all-powerful, loving, merciful, gracious, wise, caring, and jealous. You are the truth. You are the great I am, Yahweh. You are the great physician who heals the sick and rescues the lost. You are the king of my heart. 
You are marvelous, everlasting, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. Your creation is powerful and exquisite. You are so many things, and I look forward to uncovering more of these attributes in this life and the next for all eternity. Thank you for rescuing me and for rescuing my wife and our family, for adopting us into your family as a child of God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you found today's topic fruitful and encouraging. We'll be sure to provide a link in the show notes for this episode's transcripts and any links or resources we mentioned. Every week at The Bridge, we join on Wednesday mornings at 6.30 a.m. for our weekly prayer meeting. The Holy Spirit is moving strongly, and we invite you to come check it out.